This episode is brought to you in part by Thomas Nelson, publisher of But God Can, How to Stop Striving and Live Purposefully and Abundantly, written and narrated by Becky Kaiser and is available everywhere audiobooks are sold. Welcome to the Grace Enough Podcast. I'm your host, Amber Cullum. And this week, I sit down with Kim Carr, the Executive Director of Community Bible Study. We talk about the value of studying the Bible in community, why studying the Bible over and over again matters, and how the scriptures changed her life. I know personally from 15 plus years of studying the Bible in community that it will deepen your walk with Jesus in the best of ways. Praying the scripture also deepens your relationship with Jesus. So if you haven't already received your free 10 scripture prayers to calm your heart, go to graceenoughpodcast.com to sign up and have it delivered to your inbox today. Let's begin this week's conversation with Kim Carr. Good afternoon. I guess it's evening, Kim. Um, I usually record in the morning, but I just want to welcome you to the Grace Enough podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. As we get going, go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners and tell everybody a little bit about your family and what you do. Okay, sure. So my name is Kim Carr. And I serve the Lord and the Ministry of Community Bible Study as Executive Director. My husband, Steve, and I have been married for almost 30 years, and awesome. we have one wonderful son named Ben. Now, is he? does he live in your area? Is he still at home? He is not. He is finishing up his senior year at the University of Georgia. All right. So he went back to where you guys were living prior to going to Colorado, which we'll talk a little bit about as we dig in here. I'm involved in community Bible study currently. And so tell everybody a little bit about how you came to know Jesus and just kind of, how did you get involved in community Bible study? However long ago it was. Absolutely. So I, started attending church when my mother became a Christian when I was in third grade. So it was, it was a real grace to start attending a Bible teaching, loving church when I was that young. Mm -hmm. That said, I became a follower of Christ when I was a junior and at the university of Georgia. So much older raised in the church, um, steeped in Bible stories and the the love of a church community, but did not um, acknowledge Jesus as my Savior and Lord until I was at the University of Georgia. And then from that point on, um, started to um, attend church, not because of my mother taking me, but because it was important to me. And yet it wasn't until my husband and son and I moved to Athens, Georgia, and our real estate agent invited me to attend a community Bible study class in Athens. It was not until then that I started to make the connection that I could know Jesus Mm -hmm. personally, 
uh, understand who he is, what he has to say, um, apart from being in the word of God. And so that was crucial. That, that is how the Lord used community Bible study in my life. It was to teach me that although I had faith, he was real. Mm-hmm. I could experience him personally in a bilateral relationship day in and day out as I began to consume scripture and that he would use his word to connect with me in a meaningful way, like on a Tuesday. So that is when the reality of Christ and the fact that he speaks generously through his word became true to me. Oh, I love that. So tell me then, was it through a college ministry that you decided to give your life to Christ or was it just through some friends or what kind of spurred that on? Well, I grew up attending a Baptist church in Florida. And then um, when we moved to Georgia in high school later, so then when I transferred to the University of Georgia, I started attending that particular campus ministry. Yeah. And on one evening, they had a guest speaker and he gave us a challenge in the form of a very simple illustration. And he just simply asked us, if you and your best friend were hiking in the mountains, just the two of you and your best friend falls over the edge of a precipice and you, you grab their hand and you know you can't hold on, you know they're going to fall to their death. What in that moment from the word of God would you share with them? Oh, wow. And so I took that question home with me. And I realized that although John 316 is everything, I really didn't know scripture. I I didn't know the word. And so there was this uh, conflict of if I really loved Jesus or wanted to know him or he himself had weight in my life, Mm. then I would want to know his word. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, not for myself. Mm -hmm. So then I realized that until that point, my faith was more just religion. It was just more of the cultural norms that were involved in that particular area and time in my life. Uh, but it wasn't Jesus himself. And so he used that to show me that I didn't know or love him. Mm-hmm. I just knew about him and enjoyed the cultural aspect of going to church in the South. I so that, that was really the crisis that he used to call yeah. me to himself. I asked that because I can relate to that. It was college for me and very similar, you know, went to church, things like that. But, you know, there was a guest speaker and just what he shared and the way it resonated with me. And it was just the next layer of faith that God laid down in my life. And much like you went on to be a part of a Bible study where I learned to just love God's word. And so you attended CBS for only like a year before you became teaching director. Is that correct? So, yes. Well, technically, I, I did participate for a while uh, the year that my real estate agent invited me to join her. And to be transparent, I will say that that was the first time I had experienced 
an opportunity to be intentional about studying the word of God, engaging in homework, willing to invest the time. Mm -hmm. And so after a few months, I backed away that said, Mm. God drew me back a few years later through another series of events. And through that, I chose to invest the time, Mm. give myself to the study of the word. And that's when that beautiful dynamic of learning to hear from the Lord through scriptures began to blossom. And so the following year, I had the privilege of caring for a core group in CBS and that Athens day class. And then halfway through my first year as a core leader, I was called to serve the class as teaching director, which that role just uh, cares for the leadership of the class and uh, seeks the Lord for teaching each week. Yeah. Well, and you've shared a little bit, but I want to just ask again, because it's so powerful when we think about once you decide I'm all in with this study in the word, but that little waiting period, you know, where you stepped out because I mean, it's a lot at first. I remember that too. I remember my first year after BSF going, I am not going back. That is a lot. <laughs> like, No, I did go back. But with that said, God never leaves us. And so what would you say you re- some of the just key things that you really learned through studying God's word, those first couple of years that you were in community Bible study? Well, the first study, it was Acts, I believe. And then um, we studied many books of the Bible. But what I learned at the very, very beginning was the Holy Spirit will take the word that becomes implanted in you as you take the time to study it, to think about how to apply it. He will take that implanted word and bring it to mind in your daily life. And so I was struck by the Holy Spirit taking what I had learned from a particular chapter in the book of Acts, the principle how the Lord worked in that situation and bring it to mind and apply it to a particular decision point in my friendships or uh, as a mother or as a wife or even professionally, um, how to love like Jesus loved, how to uh, care like Jesus cared, how Mm -hmm. to listen. And so it's incredibly practical when you dig into the word and the Holy Spirit applies it in your individual and unique circumstance. I did not realize that he did that until I spent time in community Bible study. Well, and something that I love about community Bible study is just how you may not get it or understand it if, when you're just doing your questions, but then you get to sit in a group with a, a number of people and just mm-hmm. hear maybe how something impacted them or their understanding. Mm-hmm. And even if you don't get it there, then you get to listen to the teaching director teach on it. And mm-hmm. then you also are reading some of the notes. And so that sounds like it can be a lot, but it's it's not near as much as you think because the way we all learn differently. And we see that in children. We see that all the time. Like some people learn better audibly. Some people learn better doing it themselves. And so it's really just a wonderful way to dig into the word of God and you're not doing it by yourself. 
Absolutely. That's right. Community. Yeah, it's so, I love it. Um, So 2012 comes along and you get asked to be executive director, but that was going to require a huge, a very radical transition for your family. Um, Tell us a little bit of that story and how your husband really, he did give up. Um, a career that he loved and you guys had lived in the same community for a while Um, and how he continues to support you today in your role um, as, as executive director. As I was serving as teaching director, I and Steve together were making plans that would enable us to stay in Athens, Georgia, the rest of our lives. And we knew that when God told me I was finished with my calling as teaching director, that I would return to my professional training, which is in the field of audiology. I would open a practice. My husband was working for Georgia Power Company, been with them uh, for a couple decades. And our our, our grand plan was uh, for him to retire from Georgia Power, run the business side in time of the audiology practice. And I would do the clinical work. We had our plans. Oh, wow. And so my, um, towards my final year, although I didn't realize that was gonna be my final year of serving as a teaching director, I was attending a CBS conference here in Colorado Springs. And our chairman of the board at the time shared with all of us, about a thousand of us, teaching directors from around the US and leaders from around the world in CBS. I'm sitting there amongst about a thousand people And the chairman of the board stands up and says that Camilla Siebold, who was the executive director at the time, was sensing a call out, a completion of her season as executive director and was going to retire. So the board was simply asking that we commit to intentionally praying for the board of trustees. No one was to apply for the position. It was not open for application. Right. But our job was to join them in asking the Lord to reveal the one he was calling to follow Camilla in the role of executive director. And so that's what I did. And through an incredible series of events, coupled with uh, an incredible gift of very specific scriptural themes over time, the Lord made it very clear, undeniably clear, shockingly, that he was calling me to serve him in the role of executive director. And he was so gracious to make it so clear that Steve, my husband, Steve, uh, was able to recognize that call. And as the head of our family, the decision was ultimately his. And so at that time, he was working at the corporate headquarters for Georgia Power and um, made the decision to resign from a wonderful career, uh, too young to retire or take early retirement. And um, he led us into obedience to follow the Lord to Colorado Springs Mm. to serve him this way. But Steve out of his love for the Lord and out of what he had seen in our family because his wife was being served the word of God through CBS and the transforming power that was happening. He 
also counted it a joy to leave his career with Georgia Power Company so that we could help more people Mm. experience the purity and the transformation of simply getting into the Bible. So we saw it firsthand and that's all it took. So here we are, been here eight years and uh, no regrets. He would tell you no regrets. He would tell you who were we that God would even call us Mm. and he would tell you that it is um, absolutely a gift uh, to him and to our family. Yeah. So how old was your son when you guys went out? Cause whoo, that's tough on teenagers. <laughs> Very tough. Ben was, he just turned 13. He was in the midst of his eighth grade year. And so, uh, the Lord was extremely gracious to Ben because Ben didn't know as the vetting process and the discerning process was happening. Yeah. He did not know about that. We didn't know what exactly um, the Lord was going to do and when the timing might be. So he was sheltered from that, but uh, the Lord was so gracious to that eighth grade boy, uh, gave him dreams, um, gave him uh, just fun little tangible tokens in time and space uh, related to Colorado. I'll just give you one. For example, his best friend's grandmother shows up in Athens with a t-shirt for Ben. Our son has a Colorado license plate on it. He just happens to be reading a book that involves a group of kids moving to Colorado. And so when we realized what God was doing, he had already been preparing Ben. And so Ben already could look back as an eighth grader and say, oh, this, that, this, that, this isn't, this isn't shocking. It makes sense. Wow. So precious. So yeah. He took care of all of us. That's really awesome because I know, I mean, it can just be really, really tough on kids. And that doesn't mean we don't move forward with it, but it can certainly be tough on them. I want to take a moment to tell you about one of my new favorite small businesses, Green Roof Gallery. I came across Bethany and her unique handcrafted leather earrings when a friend shared Green Roof Gallery on Instagram. Green Roof Gallery creates leather accessories for the grown-up girl who loves simplicity and a natural style. Handcrafted, small batched, unique, and personal. Bethany parallels the process of leather work with the new creation theme found throughout the Bible. God takes our seemingly unusable mess-ups and makes them new and unexpectedly beautiful. When you wear jewelry or use a journal from Green Roof Gallery, you will be gently reminded that God takes the hard and ugly times and uses them for our good and His glory. You will know every product went through some not-so-pretty times to get to the beautiful finished piece that now belongs to you or the person you might gift it to. And let me say, I own two pairs of the teardrop leather earrings, and when they arrived, I was beyond impressed by the detail of the design and the beauty of the color which Bethany hand paints. Plus, Bethany was quick to respond to my questions, and she cares deeply about helping women own their whole stories while seeking God throughout. As a Grace Enough podcast listener, you can take 15% off through July and August using the code GRACE15. 
Go to Etsy.com and search Green Roof Gallery. At checkout, use the code GRACE15 for 15% off your entire purchase. You can also learn more on Instagram and Facebook by searching Green Roof Gallery. If someone asks you about community Bible study, because they really just don't know anything about it, um, how do you explain it to them? Somebody maybe new to, just like you, somebody who invited you, um, Mm -hmm. if you were standing in front of them, you know, 20 years ago, how would you explain it to them? I would explain community Bible study to someone by just simply letting them know that it's a group of people getting together right where we live to enjoy reading and sharing what we learn from the Bible. Mm. It is not affiliated with the denomination. Everybody's welcome to participate. So just come as you are. Mm-hmm. And, and that would relate to a follower of Christ, someone who has doubts about Christianity, someone who may be even antagonistic, but might appreciate the intellectual pursuit of studying yeah. this ancient book. Um, but truly at its core, it's just a group of people where we live coming as they are to read the Bible and share what they learn. Yeah. So that this is known. That's right. And it, it's great because it's um, multi-generational. It doesn't matter your age. If you have mm-hmm. kids, you can, you know, bring your kids, um, mm-hmm. just check. Uh, uh, there's a simple way. And we'll talk about that at the end of how you can get on and see, do they have a children's program in your local mm-hmm. class? Even if you're a grandma that watches, you know, I have women in my group who bring their grandchildren and um, there's just, it's a low barrier entry is what I like to say about community Bible study and Bible study fellowship, either one, like get involved. It it will change your life in the best of ways. Um, Well, my friend, Amy Pittman is just now taking over teaching director role here in Raleigh, a dear friend of mine. Um, And so I asked her, I said, if you could have Kim, you know, answer a question for people who are listening, what would you ask, you know, what would you want her to answer for people, for the listener? And she said to me, she was like, you know, I want to know what does Kim love about CVS? Like what feels unique to her? Um, That was one of her first couple of questions. And then we'll move on to another one. That actually just uh, makes me a little emotional because Mm. Community Bible study is the tool mm-hmm. that connected me to Jesus. Yes, I became a follower of Christ in college. Community Bible study was the tool he used to show me I am here. Mm-hmm. This is who I am. I am trustworthy. I love you. I see you. I want you to walk with me. I want to set you free. I want you to know me now. And so I love community Bible study because they connected me Mm -hmm. to Jesus. And if I were unable to participate in community Bible study at some point, I will never lose the gift that was given to me because I will continue to walk with him Mm -hmm. through the beauty of his word. Same. There is just something about year in and year out, 
being connected with a group of people and engaging in God's word, that it's just different. It's better than doing it by yourself. God doesn't want us to only do it by ourselves. And we glean so much wisdom from um, how other people engage the word of God too. And so, oh, thank you. I, I sure. totally agree. That's a sweet question. Yeah. Well, and then she also asked, and when she asked it, I was like, yeah, I want to know that too, because I get often, I get asked this question. Um, why is it important for people to study the Bible over and over again? You know, we hear it often. Well, I've already done the Matthew study. <laughs> I've already, I've already studied acts. I don't need to do that one again. Why is it important and what value is there in studying the same books over and over again? So what comes to mind is the verse that the word of God is living and it's active. And when we marry that with the reality that you and I change as time progresses, we're not the same person a year out, two years out, five years out. And so it's this convergence of as we grow and change over time and we connect with the living and active word of God, it meets us where we are in a fresh way every single time because what the Holy spirit has to teach me through the book of revelation, which I studied, I'm going to say 10 years ago and that I'll be studying again in the fall. I'm so excited because of that fact. I'm not who I was 10 years ago. That's right. Revelation is still living and active and the Holy spirit is going to meet me where I am now. And now I'm going to be able to receive and recognize new truths to me, um, a deeper understanding, uh, hopefully. And it's it's a promised fresh serving. Every time you study the word, there is no way I am convicted that one can plumb the depths of any book of scripture Mm -mm. ever in this life. So that one could say, I've studied that before I've got it. I know. And I, I can't remember exactly who it was that I listened to say this in a sermon. So I hate always to share it, but they had said, oh, the, you know, the Bible are all these books that are meant to be read over and over again throughout time, because we all know even the wisdom that God pours into us Mm -hmm. as we pray for it, as that changes, Mm -hmm. we glean more from what we're reading. Um, And that, you know, that's even beyond just how our personality and life circumstance Mm -hmm. changes. Like God is doing a new work in us all the time. And so, you know, rereading his word just means he's continuing to develop that. And so do it over and over and over again. The last time I studied Revelation, I had a new baby and I'm so excited to get in Revelation (laughs) again, because half the time I was like, I was thinking I was in Revelation. (laughs) Exactly. And, you know, adding to it, the the fact that uh, the world around us yeah, constantly changing. And so culture, Mm -hmm. absolutely. And so the lens through which we read the scripture can be quite different. We read it even with the changes in culture, the changes in the world uh, at large. 
I mean, it is Absolutely, incredible. Yeah. Well, so if someone wants to know more about CBS, they want to, and I oftentimes people are like, what Bible study should I do? And I'm like, okay, you, you need to go to CBS website or BSF website, either one and look and see, is there a class in your area? Like start there. And you know, there's people will say, well, I have kids. Oh, it doesn't matter. Just go check first. Um, so how can people get involved? How can they, you know, sign up, register those types of things? Head to www. Couldn't you have to spell it out? Communitybiblestudy.org. And then when you land on the CBS website, you will very quickly see the link that says find a class or find my class. Click on that. And what you can do is you can set the parameters mm -hmm. of how far from your location you want to search for a CBS class. And it'll link you to the existing class websites. And once you're there, you can find out, is it a co-ed class? Is it a women's class? Is it a men's only class? What time of day does it meet? Does it have a children and youth ministry? Does it have um, an agape ministry, which would be community Bible study core groups for adults with cognitive challenges. There are uh, an ethnos core group in that community Bible study class, which would be a way to uh, minister the word to non-English speaking people in our communities, Spanish speaking wow. core groups, Korean speaking core groups anchored in an English speaking class. So there are all types of iterations and you'll find that at the local class site web. Um, local class website uh, from the main CBS website. That said, we've had one wonderful change, a blessing that's come out of the pandemic yeah. that we've been navigating over the last, wow, year, almost year and a half now. It's crazy. That, isn't it? And so many classes in the United States going into the fall of 2021, we'll have as able in-person classes. And even with in-person classes, they now will have a hybrid expression, meaning they will have also online core groups, yeah. dedicated online core groups. And so, although I live in Colorado Springs, I'm taking advantage of this to experience CBS in a different community. So I'm actually attending a core group in Massachusetts in the fall. Awesome. And so for people who cannot physically get to the gathering, then check it out. And on the website, there's a search function where you can put in, I want a, I want a co-ed or a female or a men's core group on these, one of these days at one of these times, studying one of these courses, and it will filter it out and then give you the options that fit your search if you're unable to attend in person. Oh, it's such a gift. I mean, that's the thing. We were finishing up a group last night, not a CBS group, but we had said, you know, the one of the biggest blessings from the pandemic has been like, we've actually realized even more the need to mm -hmm. have these online groups for people who can't come. Mm -hmm. And then even sometimes when you're traveling, like you can still pop in, you don't miss your class. Absolutely. Our regional director, for North America, Joan Del Brock um, has just used um, the verse that the Lord continues to give us a wide door for effective service 
even though there are many adversaries, maybe replace that with obstacles. Yeah. But through the pandemic and following the pandemic, he has given us a wide door for effective service and the ability to minister online. Yeah. Is absolutely part of that. And so we're thankful for what we continue uh, to move forward post pandemic. Yeah. Well, Kim, thank you so much for your service in community Bible study, because I know what you do, it it just filters down to equip local leaders. And I mean, I know what that process looks like. So thank you so much for what you do and for sitting down with me this evening. Thank you for inviting me, Amber. It's It's a privilege to be able to share this with you and your listeners. I hope you'll take some time and search for a CBS class in your area. I believe consistent study of God's word will transform you and studying it in community is even more transformational. Also, don't forget to visit graceenoughpodcast.com to receive 10 free scripture prayers to calm your heart. In addition to show notes from our previous episodes, resource recommendations, and podcast merchandise. Thank you for listening to the Grace Enough Podcast. Tune in next time. This episode is brought to you in part by Ministry Pivot with Russell St. Bernard. This podcast features important conversations with industry leaders such as Nona Jones, Bishop Walter Scott Thomas, Reverend Dr. Nicole Martin, and so many more. Visit ministrypivot.com or on all streaming platforms.